Oh, we're just going raw. There, there's no. <laughs> yeah, baby, I'm I fresh off another year of life, and I'm ready to go in raw. How you guys doing? Jake, you're a big boy now. Eighty-two. That's wow. true. Yeah, we. I okay, forget so- that you're Benjamin Button, and so you're like going backwards. <laughs> Uh, callback, audience, we as you may remember, I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but uh, the Jake's birth was arriving, so we were going to do the Jake bracket. Um, and then unforeseeable technical difficulties plagued this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we are recording this episode, basically two weeks later. You imagine? Um, do you think these these would like these issues would still happen if we were getting paid? Like, do you think magically, like we would just? Well, Our troubles if we were, would disappear. If we were getting paid, we my hope is that we would have enough money to then pay someone else to edit the podcast and they wouldn't have internet troubles and be able to upload the podcast without an issue. Yeah. True, because we could threaten their uh, livelihood. Yeah, we yeah. could be like, if you, this is the most That's important job you'll ever have. I know Honestly, you're doing this editing podcast for college credit, but... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, based on some of the internships you see advertised, you could probably trick a college kid into editing your podcast as an internship. We just have to come up with a fancy name for our podcast network, and we've we've got it in the bag. Wow, wait, that's actually a great I idea. Mean, we should work on that. Yeah, maybe we should. I know some- <laughs> Honestly, it's like, I feel like editing a podcast for a summer is pretty good experience. Yeah. Especially uh, with like, three fun guys like us. Who knows what things we'll have to edit out to <laughs> listen to. Yeah, they just get a bunch of, like, blackmail tapes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm maybe kidding. we shouldn't hire out anyone else to touch these tapes. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. You just get um, to... Nev- no, never mind. I was. We noticed how eight. Matthew's the one who's saying kidding, and <laughs> Alex and I are, like, <laughs> silent. Just absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> Um, before we move on really quick, uh, do, does Jake's audio sound weird? Well, <laughs> a podcast plagued by a thousand technical issues and we're back. Isn't it crazy how we have like 2000 hours of content, but like it's been plagued by like technical Isn't issue. Isn't it crazy issue? that we're like in the top whatever percentage of content created <laughs> in, for a comedy podcast? I hope that we uh, just keep going and like podcasts die, but then somehow we get the Guinness world record because no one else has done it anymore. That's yeah, everyone just, stops podcasting and we keep going. <laughs> this there is, is the, this is the legacy of the... <laughs> This is the legacy of the medium. It's us. It's this podcast. Aliens will Look, find if, I, if okay, guys. If aliens can find one of our episodes, and like that is how they have to determine what humankind <laughs> is, and if we we're live or so not. God, what if, if it's the happens? Shadow the Hedgehog three bonus episode? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they're probably like, damn, humans were kind of tight. Kind of, kind of anyway, weird. and kind um, of horny. <laughs> they know that. Yeah. This, Hopefully they'll know that the tough cut is about <laughs> circumcision. Uh, they <laughs> they can broadcast to the to space for years. <laughs> um. Anyway, after my um thousand three list of man or a muppet, we're finally ready to get going <laughs> with this bracket. But more importantly, we're so messed up, fucking all over the place. Hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast, and I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jakers. Jakers. This one's um, all about him. It is. Yeah. 
I, I've heard that yeah, that's the that's what the bracket's about. Um, I've heard this is, I think, like episode 92. That sounds Damn, right. Man. God, I don't know anymore. Um, it's 92. Part two it's 92. of the Jake bracket coming at you in today's episode. We've got Spirited Away versus One Cut of the Dead. And then the second half, we've got Coherence versus In and of Itself. <laughs> um, so it should be some really interesting matchups today. Very fun. Yeah. Also, spoilers. Uh, a lot of these movies have genuinely uh, really big moments in them that i feel like if you get told them beforehand kind of ruin the experience if you haven't seen them before i'm not totally ruining but they're they're pretty fun movies to watch for the first time or showing someone for the first time so if you're watching along with us uh just keep that in mind we'd love for you guys to watch along with us but there will be spoilers because a lot of these things you want to talk about the spoilers about them because they're so so good so yeah keep in mind yeah oh yeah right okay well also, if you're going to watch in and of itself, there are mentions of suicide and self-harm. So please, if you are particularly sensitive to that, please keep an eye out for it. Uh, we want to, as much as we want you guys to listen along, we want you guys to be comfortable doing so. Rock on. Nice. Thanks, Jake. Um, with that, do you want to go ahead and introduce <laughs> yeah. Spirited Away? I forgot. That this is just like me talking for like <laughs> half of now. <laughs> Which is truly the best. I love not having to introduce any of these movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 I'll introduce Spirited Away. Uh, Spirited Away, directed by Hao Miyazaki. Uh, 2001. It's a 9-11 movie. Had to pick one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that joke. I, I, wrote Jake that, loved, I get to write Jake one loves joke 9/11. per episode. That That is the one. Um, this is, you know... 10-year-old Chihiro, and they're moving away from their town. Chihiro's all upset about it, uh, but they stumble on an abandoned city, park, whatever you want to call it, and their Chihiro's mother and father are turned into giant pigs, and so she has to go through this magical different world uh to try to save her parents and also try to find herself and yeah i don't want to i don't want to say too much about my reasoning because our whole shtick here is that you guys gotta gotta say that so alex what do you think of the movie and why why i pick it um i think you love movies in different mediums um and you love seeing animation and i think the miyazaki movies have a very special place one as an animated movie but also in terms of like Miyazaki as a creator, the way that he, you know, depicts the quiet moments in life, I think are really beautiful. I think you were always going to pick a Miyazaki movie. And I think this probably has some specific emotional resonance to you. Like maybe you watched it as a kid with your brother or something. Fucking hate my brother. Next. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, building on a lot of the same reasoning. I think that the, some of that specific emotional resonance resonance, um, probably comes from some bits of shared experience. Um, this concept of like moving away as a kid is a very like strange and alienating experience. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, which I think <laughs> that some of spirited away gets at that idea, um, both literally in terms of like narrative and then also thematically in terms of like experiencing an otherworldly place. Um, and I'm sure some of that probably resonates with you, but beyond that, um, I think on some level, being someone into film as a medium, paying respects to animation and specifically like Miyazaki, um, I think is probably just like an important, I don't know, important thing to do or an important thing in your your perspective um, and all of it. He is truly such a spectacular creator. And I, I we've had plenty of conversations about Miyazaki and his collection of films or just Studio Ghibli more generally. Um, and just like how much value um, 
they've added to the creative form. Um, so I'm sure that that plays a really huge role as well. Mm-hmm. And did you guys like this movie? Yeah. <laughs> He's a shy little boy. He said, yeah. <laughs> I actually, so I, um, I watched a lot of the Miyazaki movies when I was a kid. Uh, I would see them on TV and my brother and I would watch them. Um, but I hadn't really seen them since I like grew up. Like I probably watched them and I was under 10 the last time I saw any of them. Um, and so then recently, um, for a bracket, we watched castle in the sky and my wife was super into them. And I was like, Oh yeah, hell yeah. Let's like go through and watch them. So I actually had watched this not too long ago. Nice. Uh, and it was great to rewatch it. I realized that like I had seen this one. I was definitely very confused by it as a kid. I didn't realize that the witch had a sister. Uh, I definitely thought they were that's the fair. same person. And I was just super confused by it. Yeah, that's um, a fair point to confuse fair. a child. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but this movie is wonderful. I think it's incredible. Yeah. So I, I have talked about this movie. I know for sure with Jake. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, Alex. Um, Spirited Away is a incredible incredibly special film um to me um <laughs> had the weird thing as a kid uh went through a phase where i um didn't like sleeping um dude so, same <laughs> <laughs> um in part because of um the fears of dreams which is too complicated to get into right now but come on one it's the jake very, bracket we have to figure out about you matthew <laughs> uh w- one late night um watching cartoon network turn to adult swim turn to tsunami i believe yeah Yeah. spirited away came on wow what Um, a fever dream you probably were on from (laughs) adult swim into spirited away staying up all night as a kid (laughs) and um i spent literal years trying to track this movie down Mm. um googling various combinations of like <laughs> film about girl in another land with pigs. That's real. Though. No, that's film. real. We're like at like, that whatever. precipice where like we didn't really have like the internet knowledge that we do now to like find childhood movies. Like you almost have to rediscover exactly. them when you were older. That's a big part of it. I love that. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is literally what happened to me. Like 10 years later, um I stumbled upon I think like a TV tropes article that linked to like a discussion of one of the tropes or one of the things found in spirited away. And I was started reading the synopsis and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the movie I watched as a kid. Yeah. So like this movie is not only so, so good, but also just a really special personal journey in film discovery and like the weird ways that people get attached to movies. Oh my God. That's about me, which is, you know, irrelevant. (laughs) No, that's what we want. Hey, that's look, but Hey, you know what, Matt? That kind of story is the kind of shit that Jake eats up. Yum, 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 I know. I feel like that story in particular is very relevant to this particular bracket. A hundred percent. And fair. I encourage you guys to share your, your moments and, and anything. I mean, look, if it's a Jake bracket, who's Jake without his two little hungry guys? Yeah, you know, man, I'm not trying to one up you, but Spirit of the Way is really personal for me because when I was a kid, my parents got turned into pigs <laughs> and uh, it was really hard because I didn't pick them out. I picked the wrong pigs. You know, now Damn. that you think um, about it, like you kind of do look very similar to your brother and I would get confused sometimes. <laughs> like, are you guys the same person or like, what's up? 
Yeah, so what they didn't tell you is if she picks the wrong pigs, she still turns those pigs into people, and so you just get two <laughs> random parents back. That's kind of lit. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't like your parents, just get kidnapped by uh, a spiritual bathhouse. Yeah, and why then not? Pick- yeah. Um, you guys kind of both hit the nail on the head. It was, and kind of in a weird way, also with Matthew's story as well, just talking about, I first saw this when I was very young, and... Uh, my brother and I had a complicated relationship growing up, but we would watch things together and still like bond over that, even if it was just for like that short, like two hour span. And this was one of the first ones I ever remember watching with him and us loving it and being able to talk about that together was really important to me. But I didn't really understand why. And then later on, I like I didn't understand like Miyazaki either, Studio Ghibli, like any any of that. Um, but later on, I tried to find the film. I think I was obsessed with no face cause I was kind of scared of no face. Um, and you know, I have the weird obsession with things that scared me. I tried to like reconquer them at a certain, uh, like medium age, uh, as, as a kid, uh, not quite like kid, kid, but not quite teen. I don't know what that is. A little preteen. Oh, preteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That's, that's probably better. Um, I don't know. I like little douche. <laughs> I love being a little douche. Um, And yeah, it also (laughs) was the fact that, you know, I didn't realize I love films that I revisit over and over again, like in certain times of my life. And I always revisit like these movies and it just means something different. I didn't realize that Spirit Away was at the end of the day, just about a little girl who was scared to move to a new place and uh, had to grow up way earlier than she wanted to. Um, And, you know even for little things like getting a job or just like being away and like doing all these things. And it, it's, you know, finding friendship through like different ways or like in a strange place. Like it, it meant a lot to me. And as someone who like moved around so much, uh, had to grow up like very, very early in his life. Yeah. No wonder why I love this little crazy little (laughs) film. Um, it's fair. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, you guys nailed it. Uh, what's on the other side of this bracket, Jade? (laughs) 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 the other side of this matchup is one cut of the dead it was in 2017 directed by uh shinichiro uh ueda i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing the last name i apologize if i am this movie is about um this director who is filming a low budget zombie movie and then it just turns into something else um (laughs) no i'd say it's still about that yeah yeah but like you know it's so hard because this is one of these movies that i like love to say as little as possible about uh and so i don't know how to describe it when people ask me because i love i I guess like you guys have seen it now and i i should talk about it freely but i just remember this is a big spoiler warning like if you haven't seen this movie and you are at all interested in it please go watch it it's really funny it's really good yeah so the big spoiler warning is that it starts off just straight up as a shitty horror movie shitty zombie movie like it's it's funny like there is something like off about it and you're just kind of watching like waiting for something like the title card doesn't go up it's all in one take like there's no cuts or anything like that you're just like oh my god this is gonna be the whole movie and it's charming at first it's like you know you're having a good time i like that kind of a movie i'm in it for the long haul like yes then all of a sudden it ends and then you cut to the before and you find out that this was actually about like a hack director who got 
pulled into doing something for the zombie channel uh, <laughs> and is shooting this like has to shoot the zombie movie that turns into like oh they're shooting a zombie movie that turns into a real zombie movie but so much bad shit happens behind the scenes that they have to improv the whole thing because they all want it to be one take and i i still feel like i'm doing this injustice because like it's just such a bonkers layered movie and oh god i need to stop talking about it so i can hear your guys's thoughts uh matthew i would love to hear your thoughts yeah so jake frequently talks about this idea of like sometimes he just like wants to share art he loves with people he cares about and um this movie is one of those examples i believe obviously alex when you speak to it you can correct me if i'm wrong a couple of years ago, Jake essentially was like, you should watch this film um, with no other context than that. And just with like a general recommendation of like, you'll like just it. a little twinkle in my eye, <laughs> like a little. <laughs> like. Um, and um, it's just like such an interesting and creative piece of art um, that like plays with the form multiple times <laughs> like this like peeling of an onion of like no it, it's not actually a film about a film crew it's actually a film that's a film crew <laughs> playing a film crew <laughs> and like you know like it so on and so forth um and i think that also plays into like your choice to put this in the bracket um films about film that are about film in a fun way rather than about film in like a pretentious way. Like Babylon. I think are something that you really like. <laughs> um, and this kind of gets at that side of filmmaking. Um, yeah, it's it's just a it's a fun little time. Yeah, I think you're you're totally right there. Jake loves a movie about the film industry that isn't pretentious about it and that like has a good time being about the film industry. So I have to be honest, Jake. And I think you know this. When you recommended this movie to me two years ago and I watched it, I only got about 35 minutes in. Yeah. And of course, the big <laughs> twist happens right at 40 minutes. So to me, this was a zombie movie that was entirely in one take and it wasn't really my speed because it was before we were doing mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I like wasn't into watching horror movies. If I didn't like a horror movie, I just turned it off. Yep. And it so, broke my heart. <laughs> it, yeah, I remember you being really disappointed. But I couldn't tell um, you why, because I'm just like, I have to just let you explain. And I remember you you specifically told me the second half is so good. And I was like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. <laughs> um, and, and that's why I decided to make this podcast with Matthew and <laughs> make Alex but, be a okay, part of it. So now, going through and watching the first half again and being like okay okay zombie movie something happens and then getting to that second like half where it just goes so bonkers and then you see the like behind the scenes of while they're filming it and i've seen all those things before not realizing that they're a joke and i just saw them again not realizing they're a joke and then i see them now and realize all the funny (laughs) things like i am sitting on my couch cracking up with headphones in while marina is like cleaning the kitchen just like staring daggers at me because i wasn't helping because i had to watch this movie on time (laughs) sorry and i'm just like cracking up um this was such a joy. Yeah, Matt, I think you're totally right that Jake just loves this movie for all the reasons you listed, and he loves sharing it with people. I'm... Yeah, it... <laughs> yeah. 
I'm so glad you finally watched the second half. And honestly, this movie has insane rewatchability because when you watch it with fresh perspective, everything is like 10 times more funny. Even if you're picking it up as you're doing the second and third, like half of the film, it's like like when the director starts yelling at that little shit because he's just so fed up with them in the very beginning uh, because he hates it. It's just so good. I cannot stress to you guys enough that I turned the movie off while the um, love interest gets turned into a zombie and is walking towards her on the roof and she's like holding the axe, begging him not to eat her. Like that's when I turned the movie off. <laughs> that makes Literally. sense. Yeah, that's a. So you didn't like how they minutes. like at the beginning just kept pausing and then. They <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, oh my god! It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. I wish good. I wish I had notes from the very first time I saw this film. Right. It's I know it's um, a beautiful like first time watch. It's one of those like oh love it. It's so <sighs> funny. Like because I remembered only a couple things from my first watch of it, and <laughs> one of the specific things I remembered was the palm like her <laughs> yeah, like so knocking good. the arms off i'm like well, why I is love this in this movie so and much she goes balls so to the wall she was funny. gonna murder those people <laughs> it's so funny there, yeah uh, it, it so is a film good. of little details that are just like so good yeah um because the oh, number I mean, of times you hear her say "palm," like <laughs> even in the back, you can't, you know what's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, just real quick, you guys hit the nail on the head again. But like more specifically, I feel like there's a necessity if you're like going into film, and I, I'm very like very much in the industry and want to create films and want to do all that stuff. There has to be films that come along that just like make you believe in that like scrappy filmmaking or the where you come from. And again, what sells it for me, it's hilarious. This movie is objectively hilarious. If you've ever even worked on a film set, this movie is like hilarious oh, or been so a one. Or, Can I guess what you're going to say? Yeah. Is it the things that really make it for you are the scenes of the crew doing specific things and like the director, like holding the body <laughs> the bo- up and stuff. <laughs> it's okay. But it's really the end where you just have a bunch of cuts of all of them so proud of what they've done. The most shitty thing in the world, but so proud. And it's just close-ups of all of them smiling. It's just literally a frame of each one of the crew smiling because of what they just went through. And then as the credits roll, you get to see the actual film crew again. Yeah. Do the, it's just like, I, I just, I've never believed so much in filmmaking and wanted to work like on like an indie short film in my life. And like, that shouldn't happen. They're miserable <laughs> to work on most times. But yeah, as just, a guy who's now made an an indie short film, I and, and I loved I loved it because you feel <laughs> you are literally trapped in this like oh god we don't have enough money everything is going wrong but like it's so like that is still the fun of it like at the end of the time they smiled they didn't care what the fuck that shit looked like something. at the end you made you something know? such an enjoyable film like literally. I'm so happy I ran into this film and I just love sharing with people. And my only regret when I share with people is that I can't see their first time reactions watching it's it so because good. it's, it's, it's so, so, much so fun. fun. It's so fun. Um, well, we spent most of our time for this first matchup just kind of gushing <laughs> about the two movies <laughs> that are that are in yeah. this matchup. But we actually have to compare them at some point mm-hmm. here. God, I have no idea how. Do you guys have any ideas for how to talk about these movies? <clears throat> Um, it's hard for me, you know, because this is, is the Jake bracket, and with these two against each other, 
one I found obviously much later in life and appeals to a later Jake, like, like a very much like rejuvenated about my career and like wanting to find the joy and like the work I do. I wasn't really thinking of that as a kid, but something like spirited away really resonates with the child in me, like childhood me where it makes me feel so validated in who I've become and all the changes I've become. And so it's hard because it's like, you're comparing something that they're both me, but one is more present and one is more like past, but still carries with me. And one is more like one cut of the dead is present and what I aspire to be in the future. Spirited away is what was what I did have to go through and what I carry with me now. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. That's kind of interesting. And kind of in a, a, I guess myself looking at it in that way, both of these movies for me, the first time I saw them, I didn't get them. I didn't understand (laughs) the witches and spirited away. And I stopped watching before (laughs) one cut of the dead could turn funny. Um, I mean, it was funny before, but like it, before it could like actually be funny. Um, you know what's so, funny about that, Alex? I feel like it yeah. harkens to our relationship because, you know, you didn't get me at first either. <laughs> it's true. You know? It's a deep cut, it's honestly. Deep- <laughs> <laughs> One of my greatest regrets in life. Oh, Damn it, you hey, made it well, sweet. You know, I was focused that's fun. what I'm here for. Yeah, Matthew knew right away. He was like, look at that long, <laughs> linky man sitting in my doorway. <laughs> um... Yeah, what you got, Matthew? Mm. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Because this, like, aspirational quality, I guess it's hard to, like, project aspirations down to other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, like, the... I definitely see, like, the, the aspirational quality when it comes to this idea of, like, scrappy filmmaking. And I associate that so heavily with you as a human being that... Um, I so much see that in one kind of the dead. Um, but I, I, I do think that there, there is maybe something also aspirational in um, like spirited away, just like the idea of creating a story that is moving to people or important to people, um, which is like a much different type of task mm-hmm. than creating something that is personally fulfilling though i i'm sure spirited away was very personally fulfilling for everyone that worked on it <laughs> um it, it's also a work that like very clearly inspires a whole lot of people mm-hmm. i mean you know y- y- it is hard to get into a conversation about spirited away without people bringing up how they're like oh this is like the best animated movie ever made um so i don't know i don't know yeah they're really tough movies to compare um, so let I think I have a comparison. Go for it. So at the end of the day, this is the Jake bracket, the jacket. Which of these movies is more Jake? Because I am kind of of the opinion that while I think Spirited Away is a phenomenal movie, and I know that it means a lot to Jake and means a lot to a lot of people, it's very good. I think that One Cut of the Dead is a more specific Jake movie. Like, I think a lot of people would like it, but I feel like something that feels very Jake to me is that he loves to share movies with people. And I feel like I can see him sharing One Cut of the Dead more than... did. Yeah, more than Spirited (laughs) Away. And maybe that's because, too, like, I think Spirited Away is a much more, like, well-known movie. But I also... I don't know, like the scrappy indie feeling of One Cut of the Dead feels very like, hey, you want to watch this movie with me? Uh, And I feel like Mm. Miyazaki is like, yeah, like friends will get together and watch 
spirited away, you know, but like there's a difference there. I don't know. To me, one cut of the dead feels more Jake. I I think that the thing that's really hard in evaluating that is, um, again, I know it's the Jake bracket, but like I have so much personal baggage when it comes to spirited away that like I have to try and remove that baggage from myself to like see it through the lens of like interpreting it through a Jake lens. And, Mm. you know, as we talked about like upfront, why I think Jake picked this, I think it's super evident that there is a lot of stuff that would be emotionally resonant for him. Um, But there's still like in the lingering back of my head, like the lens of Matthew that wants to come through (laughs) all of it. I have wanted to live in your skin multiple times in my life. You, you tried. (laughs) I found that pile in your closet. Oh, my dead skin. It took years. I was like, hey, you want to keep living with me just because I like you, not because of any other reason. Meanwhile, Jake planning to use the fingerprint thumb scanner on my phone to steal all my money it turns out all you need to do (laughs) is ask matthew to play starcraft 2 and then he won't pay attention to you so you could just peel off layers of his skin (laughs) while he plays um matt's playing starcraft 2 and you're just like vacuuming his bed and like what are you doing it's like nothing don't worry about it (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm so in the zone. I I you could be like jackhammering the floor the behind me. I, I would be like, <laughs> I, I'm like I gotta crush this guy. This um, six year old. <laughs> hey, this I think this is this kid's first game. <laughs> Let's I'll hope he never plays you. again. <laughs> Started Starcraft one, you bitch. <laughs> um, but uh, in in that uh, through the same um concept one cut of the dead it's like impossible for me to like remove that movie from the lens of jake because like this is so much a movie jake saw that he thought was like cool and fun and like meant something so that he wanted to then share it with me like i will forever associate this film with you even if you like i don't know (laughs) sell out and are like i'm never working in film again um, I'm still going to associate the movie about movie making with you because like it it just I see so much of you in one cut of the dead. So I wonder what's so funny about Jake picking one cut of the dead. Oh, no. <laughs> when I so, OK, just going into it, like I had seen 35 minutes of this movie and I'm like, OK, it's, it's like a so so zombie movie. Like, why does Jake love this movie so much? <laughs> Which and is I just completely like, fair. Yeah, right? So I was like, why is this on the Jake bracket? And then watching it again, I'm like, oh, duh. Obviously, this is such a Jake movie. Sorry to interrupt you, Jake. You were going to say No, no. You're, it, what Matthew said had like, it was sweet on the surface level. Like you could, you could see it. It was very, very touching. But then I peeled back the layers of what he was saying a little bit more and he kidding. was like, I'll always associate with this you, like this, you know, broke indie filmmaker, even if you sell out and don't do film, <laughs> as if me selling out and continuing to do film was not on the table. Like, I couldn't make no, it no, big. No. I can't, like, make a, make a big block. I'm sorry, I'm not fucking James Cameron, all right? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Yeah, that's not everyone I, can make Avatar 2 the way I of water. hate that. Man. Yeah, and make $2 billion. Um, Zoe Zaldana. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't see you making a blockbuster film as selling out because you he would see himself one. because you stole his skin <laughs> and you're uh, in a mask like, i am going to make these profitable <laughs> movies yeah if jake ever makes a profitable movie you know what's happened audience <laughs> 
You guys have forever cursed me. If I ever make a film that people like, they're like, do not go see it. That's not what he wants, okay? His dream is not to make money. Like, do not see it. You'll be actively campaigning against my film if I like it a lot. But yeah, I just wanted Jokes. people to I just wanted people to keep that in mind. Okay, thank you. I think it's time. I know we've barely talked about these movies. No, but I mean, in a way we have. Like, because, look, the Jake bracket for me, especially first pitching these movies with you guys, is about me gushing about them. I'm going to love these movies no matter what. And, like, talking through with you guys, like, just wrapping your head around what it means. Like, why did Jake pick this? When we get into the other, like, brackets, when we get to semis and finals, that is going to be a much harder job breaking together and really psychoanalyzing me. Any of these films, in my opinion, because I picked them, could be in the finals, could be compared to death. But sometimes we just have to gush about them and just go on for gut feeling. And you know what? That's Jake, too. And that is fine. Thanks. With that, I I think I'm going to vote for One Cut of the Dead. Um, I just – Spirited Away, I think – I think – okay, here's why I'm voting for One Cut of the Dead. Spirited Away is a wonderful movie, but I can separate it from Jake. In my mind, I cannot separate my feelings about One Cut of the Dead from Jake. Like he is ingrained in the way that I think about this movie, uh, and so I I think I have to vote for it. Matthew, how are you feeling over there? No, I know what I'm... You want to go? I mean, I was typically going last in these. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, give me some form of... Give me some form of peace, (laughs) please. Um, Yeah, I can can go. Um, (laughs) Pretend all that's been cut out, I guess. All the dumb stuff. Um, Yeah, I can go. (laughs) Um, Mm. uh, I mean, I think basically for the exact same reasoning um i'm gonna vote for one cut of the dead um yeah i can't take that jake lens out of that movie that was a that was a really good argument i can't can't lie uh but in the spirit of the jake bracket i will give one vote to spirited away so we all still continue to get votes because they're all so so good um yeah oh my god i'm I'm just so glad that i know for sure you guys have now seen this film to completion (laughs) uh is the is the caveat so I'm very, very happy about it. And audience, genuinely, I know we kind of spoiled a little bit about it. Honestly, watching it, even with what we talked about, it is still a yeah, hell of a ride. Yeah, we didn't really spoil yeah. it. Like, it's still it's The still specifics so are why you watch it. Like, it's hilarious. We yeah. didn't talk about the specifics of what makes this, like, this final third of the movie so, so good. Like, the specific details of it. Please go watch it. It's phenomenal. Um... Yeah, so with that, One Cut of the Dead advances, um, and we've got our next matchup here. If, Jake, you want to go ahead and introduce Coherence. Hell yeah, I want to introduce Coherence. This is Coherence, directed by James Ward uh, Beerkit. Uh, It was debuted in 2013, and it is another, another indie small, small budget, one location film. Uh, about eight friends who are at a dinner party and a, they experience a troubling chain of events due to the malevolent, maleficent, malevolent. I don't remember the scene when Maleficent showed up. <laughs> What's the word? Malevolent? Yeah! 
Yeah, you got it on your own. Yeah, thanks for editing that part out where we coached him, Alex. Yeah, yeah, you got it. A malevolent influence of a passing comet. So basically, eight friends, dinner party, a comet passed over the house, and weird shit happens. Uh, Again, another one of those films that I don't want to say too much, at least at first, because I love showing this movie. Uh, This is kind of my wild card or one of my wild card picks. Uh, And so I'm very excited to see what you guys think and why you think I picked it. Um, (laughs) So Alex, (laughs) you go first. (laughs) Um, I I like this movie a lot. It was really, really good. Hell yeah. I'll get that. That's that's Um, (laughs) good. I'm glad. This movie was really good. I really liked it. Um, I think you picked this movie because you hmm. okay (laughs) i think it's interesting because this movie talks a lot about like your life and making what you want out of it in kind of an interesting way um and i also think maybe you're horny for one of the people in it i don't know (laughs) which one i get that vibe i don't know i don't know why (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, i don't know you said it was a wild card so i'm going for it this, this isn't <laughs> Dang, this the isn't, Hail Mary. This isn't Who Framed Roger Rabbit, okay? Like, <laughs> although I would um <laughs> That's fair. Um yeah, I I'll I can I can go for it. Um but I will say, um, up top, I thought I'd maybe seen this movie. I don't think I have. I think for some reason my brain was associating it with primer. <laughs> what hilarious too? I'm so glad this is your first time watching this movie. Fuck, yes, I win. Um, and then all I've got to add before I give my Jake reasoning, because I just think it's important. Homegirl's got to learn to double tap. Like, what the hell? Like, 110%. 110%. What are you doing? You just gotta, you gotta just fucking throw that rock down a second time. You gotta, you know, anyway, <laughs> uh, why did Jake pick this movie? Which I, did you, did you even give a description of it? Yeah. He said eight people. And oh, okay. dinner party, it goes bad. Oh, yeah, Comet, yeah. Malevolent. Yeah, I forgot we <laughs> stumbled over Malevolent. Yeah, we did, collectively. <laughs> collectively, we stumbled over oh, that okay. word. Yeah, 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 yeah of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, <sighs> this one, um, I think is, it's the wild card pick for sure. I think part of what is tripping me up mm-hmm, is... Lots of films that I think you find really like emotionally important to you or just like really, really love are generally things that you will like frequently and often like recommend off the cuff. Um, And this one not having come up, I think is really fascinating. Uh, But I totally see why you like it so much. Um, it is a, it's a very, it's a very frenzied movie. Um, and, and I, maybe that's kind of what it is, is that like, there is just like a certain chaotic nature that Mm. this film has. And maybe there's a kindred spirit in there somewhere. Your, your own chaos, uh, laid to film, or maybe, um, you picked this for Alex and I, um, for our, our history as improvisers, um, and this film being basically just improv wow, is what wait, you what? You, yeah, they just a have like a lot outlines. of this was outlines. They, yeah. it, it's it, they gave like here is your character's motivations 
go for it. Yep. Um, which that Alex is freaking out right now. Let's go. In context, it makes uh. so much more sense. Um, when you're watching the scenes, like the dialogue unfolds in generally like kind of meandering ways. It overlaps ways, a lot. Where, like, too. Yeah. They talk yeah. over each other a ton. Like Can't they feel that. like they're real people talking. That's crazy. Because everyone was just like given like, here are your motivations for today's scenes. Yeah. They cared like, more about what the, the whole like timeline shit was. So they laid that, they thought that out completely and then for the characters they said go <laughs> yeah wow yeah um so maybe it's our history's improvisers and you're trying to play pay homage to that wow why did you why did why <laughs> why did you wait did you say you liked it for matthew did you yeah yeah it was your first time i wanted it it's I, no primer i hate you so much <laughs> i hate you so much at first when you said primer i thought of the movie uh jumper with hayden christensen so <laughs> <laughs> that's going in the match for sure in the matthew bracket <laughs> Um, make you guys watch small soldiers and jumper <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm can you pit them against caster. each other for the beginning please? <laughs> <laughs> can you anyway please? Sorry, sorry. Um, I picked this movie for a couple reasons uh, but one of the biggest ones is that it was one of the big there are two big reasons one it is a chaotic movie I love the behind like scenes of the fact that like no one really knew a script and what was going on, but uh, the low budget like sci fi ness of it all, I just thought was so fun. Kind of in a similar way to One Cut of the Dead, but a little less so. It's that like pleasure of filmmaking to where like it was so small budget. They had an idea. They just got people who like were so committed and they all went for it. It's a movie that I love talking about with people like afterwards. I love like doing that. And this is also a movie that I couldn't picture us uh, ever putting in a bracket in the future. So I had to fit it in somewhere is the second nice. reason. Wow. Yeah, I, for- I forgot about that one. That was probably the, the low hanging fruit <laughs> option that I should have guessed. No, I genuinely do love this movie, though. And actually, Matthew, unfortunately, you're wrong. I did recommend this movie to you at least one time because but admittedly it was while i was abroad because that is when i first saw it and so it probably was more like jake's not here in person he can't bully me i will forget about this <laughs> sort of a deal i believe that um, i believe that because i did i for sure because i freaked out when i first saw this movie because i went into deep dive like looking up one the timeline plot of it all because there's a lot of like diagrams that people like draw and all the little hints and clues about like okay wait but actually was that like character prime in the beginning or character prime where they like somewhere else. So fascinating to to think about and talk about. Should you introduce the other movie now? Yeah. yeah we're about this one for 13 minutes already. Burn daylight, dude. Uh, the next movie is a, it's technically listed as a documentary. It's called in and of itself uh, by Derek De Del Guadio. Uh, it's directed by Frank Oz, uh, but he doesn't like, it's really Derek's show. He, he wrote it and he performs in it and it is just him. And it is, he is actually a magician um, who does this show based on like autobiographical storytelling and his tricks and kind of how he learned magic, but also how he dealt with himself and uh, incorporating the audience in such a mesmerizing way. And um, this one's another one that's kind of a little bit hard to explain um at least to me if you guys have a better job of doing it by all means but uh it's it's one that really really (laughs) 
really, really resonates with me, but I will dole that well, down as of now. And Alex, I would love to hear your thoughts and reasoning. Yeah, I mean, I really liked this movie. Um, I think in terms of a description, you can also say that it's just like, the, it, it is a stage show that has been filmed and turned into a movie that like, I guess is a documentary, but is mostly kind of just like a filmed adaptation yeah. of this. It's kind of like a yeah, stand-up special, like like an enhanced stand-up special, but there's, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah, yeah. It's hard. And it's I'd hard. say it's all about, it's all about like, defining yourself and identity Mm -hmm. um and i think that kind of gets into why jake you love this movie um and this show is that you i think work very hard to both be multitudes and also see multitudes in other people and see different aspects and different perspectives of other people um and i mean that's what this is all about um yeah, I think that's just a huge thing is like, and we talked about it last time of like genuine human connection is also realizing that people are more than just, you know, the one way that you see them. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why you picked it. Yeah, the, this idea of um, stealing the phrase you you mentioned last episode, uh, Jake, the, I guess somewhat famous phrase of um, f- film as a machine for uh, empathy mm-hmm. something to that effect a machine that generates um, empathy yeah yeah that is what this does I, I personally think far more so than curious case of benjamin button but that's neither here nor there <laughs> we don't have to talk <laughs> um, he's not in the room he's not in the room <laughs> jesus christ um, i just I, I i just really really enjoyed this that was why I just, <laughs> um, um <laughs> And it, I, I think it is like that at its heart, um, this this question or this idea of identity and how it relates to our ability to empathize and see other people um, is really, really central to in and of itself. And I th- think in a lot of ways, very central to, I you know, as Alex already said, like you as a person. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I mean- Wait, I take my answer back. It's because Jake Horney. Damn it, he's uh, honestly when he's when if if Jake was in there, he'd be like, "Yeah, my card was honest." <laughs> he'd look Jake in the eyes and be like, "You are horny." Horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, you'd be that one who picked Adonis, huh, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. If it was when we were still in college, maybe I would. <laughs> wow, we should talk about that. We should really break that down. No, I. Uh, <laughs> He wouldn't have picked tax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I pay my taxes. <laughs> I really hope that this podcast is how you end up getting audited one day. <laughs> this, um, wow, th- th- this one just took me way by surprise when I saw it. Um, this was a pandemic film. Uh, and so it came at a very, <laughs> it came at a very, very <laughs> choice time. Um, I only came across it because uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, who's my former employer, he helped produce it with his wife, Evie. Personally. Personally, like they, they wanted to make this happen. And so I was like, sure, I'll watch it. Like I love little specials, whatever. You know, we were watching anything in the pandemic. It just was one of those things that hit at the perfect time. 
you don't you don't forget those those things that you watch that hit at the perfect time and this isn't one uh, film that you can watch and and forget it especially if it's hitting you at the perfect time and, and anyone to, who has seen this film before like knows exactly what i'm talking about um it's i think it's a very universal feeling what this film talks about um but i i mean i loved it i i so badly wished I was there in the audience. I so badly wish I could have gotten that experience, but it also made me love that people did. I was so jealous of the people who I would have been the person to uh, volunteer say, to leave and then come leave. back. Uh, yeah, I would be sitting next to you and I'd be like, what are you doing? Be like, Sit down. Like, we are only in New York for one more day. <laughs> you have nowhere to stay. And then I'll be like, I'll, I'll sleep outside. I don't know, man. Like, I kind of like am speechless about it, honestly, which is not a common feeling uh, when talking about these movies. Obviously, I'm fucking blabber about them. It's just personal and it breaks the form a lot. Like, like I said, with like the person, like there's a person in the show who gets asked to leave and doesn't get to see the next show until the next day. They're invited back the next day and then they can watch the final show and they have to write in a journal about what they think the ending is going to be fucking brilliant i think that's like such a beautiful way to so, carry a story so good um so cool. it is something so this is actually we can jump into a little bit of a comparison here i think the these two being up against each other is so interesting because both of them are in a lot of ways very reliant on their particular forms or mediums like in and of itself in part is so effective because it is a stage show mm-hmm. you're you're talking about identity and how people see both themselves and how they are seen by other people and doing that when you are literally seen by other people and then can you know turn that lens back around on your own audience like is a necessity of or is this show necessitates that experience that's why this has this isn't just like him in a room by himself filming it 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 is with an actual audience it is over the course of many times he did the show similarly coherence like part of the film's like super genuine um, feel that, that it carries through is that improvisational nature, like just throwing people into a scene and saying like, here are your characters motivations, like try to work this out is part of what makes that particular film special. Um, and, and I think it's like a really interesting um, essentially randomization that put these two films against each other with that particular, you know, their mediums and character are like so important to what they are. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, something that I really like in coherence was, you know, looking at each of these different people um, because they were all so dynamic right from the first time you really meet them. Right. And I think it comes from the fact that their conversations are improvised largely. Um, Like it feels so natural and these people feel so real together. Um, So like seeing them as friends, I think was very fascinating. And then comparing that to in and of itself, I think when I first turned it on, my like big question was, okay, this is a one man show. So like, why is it this guy? Um, and I'm <laughs> no, like, yeah, that's a good question. right. Cause he's like largely unassuming when he's mm-hmm. first on stage. Like he has a specific stage presence, but it's kind of the like shy stage presence, which I think he, like, is partially always looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 He always yeah. looks like he's going to cry. It is very yeah, unnerving. And so like watching it, realizing that like, okay, 
this is a person who's had a crisis of identity and picturing him as just like this guy like he's just a guy and like yeah he's had this interesting life of like being a card shark and like doing all these card skills and stuff but like he's just a person you know and that i think was really powerful to me then as it went on and there's all these questions of identity and like how do you see this person like uh the moment that really sticks out to me is the part with the letters. Um, That's a, I was sitting on my couch crying. Yeah, no, that, um, was, that was very, and like, it's such a powerful moment. And it really made me think of like, okay, I went into this show and this is how I pictured this guy on stage. Like, what do I see him as now? Um, and I think, you know, that's a really powerful, it's really good. Something that's so fascinating to me is the show essentially like, in and of itself, one may say, is like a magic trick. Yeah, yeah, it is. He he is on some level playing a a trick on the entire audience. Like th- through the the medium of the show, through the the conveyance and the emotions that he he is weaving, the show that he has built is like creating empathy out of you know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd go as far to say thin air. It is the show itself that generates it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, echoing to the letter scene you're talking about, Alex, where essentially like he sits someone down and gives them a letter that is like, to, uh, I can't remember if they're framed as to or from. They're fr- they're to, they were letters to him from yeah, but like sister, brother. Yeah, that's father. what it is. From mm-hmm. an identity, from a relationship. Um you're you're set, like the ability to trick the human mind into presupposing or accepting relationships and like the way that we like take those connotations and give them so much weight it is so crazy how effectively in and of itself like uses the concept of identity clearly coming from a person that has like grappled with it a whole lot um in, in their own lifetime yeah um it's <laughs> so impressive to to then cap it all off with you know the memorization of all the cards that everyone picked which is just another insane (laughs) yeah um but then to like essentially boil it all down to the identity that they self-selected and just like giving people the opportunity to be seen through that lens and even even Um, with that just to interject like something that i really loved about it uh just again these little moments but when he is going through those lists and he lands on that one person and he's like, you know, kind of like hesitates and are you sure? And then their word was nothing. He's like, you are nothing. And it, it pained him to say that, but that is how that person felt and wanted to be seen, whether it was valid or invalid or whatever. Like they, he knew that that is, that is how that it's the identity, the they, identity chose. they chose. And God, that was like, oh. it's not going to be, not all of them are, perfect now everyone's gonna have the greatest time they also didn't know that they would be had to be vulnerable they also he also gave them a choice but the way the you know the way the show works like it's it's like you want to be like even if you chose something that's kind of almost was in a negative light or perceived in a negative light you wanted to participate still somehow and that level of vulnerability that you earn in a show is just like insane to me like that is why this being a stage show, I think, is so important to it. Also, can we talk a little bit about Bill Gates, Bill Gates 
nitpicking leader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <prick>. <laughs> yeah, coherence. That was a wild scene in coherence. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe Bill Gates had a cameo. Um, honestly, I could see Bill Gates fitting into the friend group in coherence for some reason. <laughs> He's probably just something about He is him. scared of another version of himself that drinks too much and would want to kill. <laughs> Like I, for some reason, just like in my brain, like I could see Bill Gates just like being in that movie. Yeah, it just I feel I feel like it would just like pan to a corner of the room and it's like, oh, Bill's here. Just nibble it on a sandwich. (laughs) And then it would just pan and he'd be gone. (laughs) I uh, coherence is also so smart, though, because it also like it has all those improv like things going on in the background. But it's so smart at just like leaving a little like a little breadcrumb like here and there, whether it's like the glow sticks or the paddles or the color coding of like how they're sitting or like it's just really well done. It's clearly a numbers and yeah, yeah, that they thought out so much that like you've essentially created this wild story it, it, it's almost like larping yeah. like you have created a story that you're going to bring your actors on the journey through like i admittedly don't know how much of the story they were already aware of or if it was like day by day they were kind of given more bits and pieces mm-hmm. that's what it feels like like they are learning as we are learning um and we are experiencing this like incredibly well thought out series of plot revelations as the characters are experiencing them which is really hard to do. I mean, this movie does a really good job of teasing you with it and you think you know what's going on and then, like, there are still things that don't make sense, but you're like, oh, they'll make sense later. And then you realize, like, that it's, there's, it's so much bigger than you thought it was, you know? I guess I'll just say it, spoiler warning, this is a bigger spoiler, that it's not just two houses, but it's like a multiverse of houses, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are like infinitely many of them. Like that is so huge. And the way that the movie like gives that to you is so As soon as you like notice that there's like a third different thing, it really turns on its head where you're just like, oh, fuck me. I thought we were like dealing with doppelgangers, but it is so, so much more. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and oh my god, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So much credit to like that particular element. I mean, both um, of these are extremely thought out. I mean, that's that's like one way to compare yeah. them. They're <laughs> meticulously they take you on a purposeful journey. Like the authors of both of these uh, films, like know exactly where they want you to go with it, and they they build up your credibility in like these different ways. Like it's it's well thought out, so they kind of know they've teetered with it they've teetered with the process they know where they want to end up they have to just get you there and Mm -hmm. i think it's really impressive of both the films yeah this this idea of like bringing your audience along for the the journey um is accomplished like so fantastically in in both of these examples you can literally chart through my notes and on coherence like exactly what alex was describing this experience of as you start to put little bits of information together, like it is so well breadcrumbed all the little like odd pieces. Um, it's a shocking, shockingly intentional film for a film that is mostly improv. Yeah. Which is yeah, so impressive. Um, so cool. It's really good. Huge props to, you know, the, the director slash writer. And then also to all the actors. Um, 
It's really hard. This matchup is really hard. I feel like every time we're talking about coherence, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go vote for coherence. And then when we're talking about in and of itself, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for in and of itself. Like, I truly <laughs> have no idea where I'm going to go right now. I, th- well, I think I know. It's the Jake bracket. Oh, oh God. I didn't even think of these movies. And really, oh, fuck. But this gives me so much vindication just as, as someone who worked very hard on picking these movies. I mainly wanted you, you guys to have a good time. And now that we've had, like, we've seen all of the movies and we've talked all of them, I am just so happy that you guys have, for more or less, enjoyed every single one of them, uh, you know, for better or worse in some degree. Um, I was especially excited about this second half because I knew it would just be a roller coaster of emotions. So um, that thank you guys is. for indulging me in this. Yeah. Yeah, very, you very picked fun. you picked great movies. I think. Yeah, why do you have good taste, Jake? Hey, Amen. Couldn't your taste be a little more <laughs> shit and help us vote? Again, I did mouse hunt. Okay, they know that my taste isn't always. Yeah, but but not for this bracket, Jake. <laughs> um, I think I'm ready to vote. <sighs> yeah, I guess since I have to vote. <laughs> I don't know. Do you man. want me to go first, or do you want to go first, man? I'll start us off. I, I I'm going to vote for in and of itself i think there there's this piece of the the genuine human connection but then also this element of sometimes it is important to recognize art is not the type of art that you create you are a film person through and through jake like film is what you do um in in and of itself the nature of a live show like you talked about a little bit at the very top of this conversation is not that thing um and I think that is important to to recognize. So for kind of similar reasons, I'm actually voting for coherence or I guess opposite. Fucking hell. I think for me, <laughs> the fa- like uh, in and of itself is wonderful. And the themes of it, I think, do very much remind me of Jake. But I think there's something about it, too, that doesn't feel as Jake to me as like this cool indie sci fi thriller uh that like has a weird like story about how it's like improvised like that feels very jake to me hey, fair enough no jake, you have to pick between your children. <laughs> no <laughs> uh why can't you guys make my life easy in life no. <laughs> sorry both your reasons are like right which is the issue honestly i love both these movies very dearly i think there's a little bit more that I want to explore about different layered versions of who I am within and of itself. So I am voting for in and of itself. Yeah, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be my vote. There's a little bit more to itch and I'm trying to itch it, scratch it, whatever, man. <laughs> scrumble, scrum, scrum shit. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to scrumble. He's trying to scrumble. Dude, this man trying to, to scrumble. Any, any, TV and film stars trying to scrumble because the tough cut will kill you. Wait, wait, no, but, <laughs> whoa, and this whoa, is whoa. why we don't have our audience. This is why we don't get paid <laughs> for what we do. We can't threaten to kill everyone who might be interested in scrumbling. Okay, fine. Well, with that, um, in and of itself, advances, um, and the alternate version of this podcast has coherence advance, I believe. Oh. Um, That's an idea for a bracket. We bring back one bracket, but do the opposite votes in the first round. Yeah. Can't wait 
I was trying to make a quick thought of our back catalog and what <laughs> sick matchup you would get as a result of that. But, um, you know, um, anyway, <laughs> Um, there's so- something about Mary. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, and never mind, the podcast is canceled. Um, <laughs> the podcast would get canceled so- for the things we would say about <laughs> yeah. something about Mary. Yeah, the, the alternate uh, universe versions of ourselves that voted through, there's something about Mary. There's something about them. Um, we, should, we should be double tapping that universe. Um. <laughs> catch the semifinals next week where it will be the Muppets versus the Curious Case of Benjamin Button and then in the second half One Kid of the Dead versus In and of Itself which should wow. be really interesting <laughs> <laughs> um, I love my life <laughs> yeah wow, that's uh, incredible yeah it's going to be a good time if you enjoyed the show rate and review it on all of your favorite podcasting platforms um, we're on all of them um, follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. And who should they share today's episode with? Share this at a dinner party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Share it at a dinner party. Especially, especially if Bill Gates is there. Mm-mm. And it just kind of <laughs> makes sense that he's there. <laughs> <laughs>